Hi everyone, I'm your host, Jaco Selka, and you are listening to Hopefully Sustainable. Each week, I'm going to talk to extraordinary people who are doing extraordinary things to make the world a more sustainable place. My goal is for this episode to leave you feeling hopeful about an idea, a person, or the world in general. Thank you for joining me in this conversation, and all together we can be hopefully sustainable. Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of Hopefully Sustainable. I'm really excited for today's episode because ever since I started the podcast, I've really been wanting to do an episode like this. When I was about to graduate from the University of Georgia, I knew that I wanted to pursue a job in the sustainability field, so it would have been really helpful to have an episode like this when I was looking for jobs. I'm really hoping that if you are in your job search or you're in college right now trying to figure out what kind of job you want to pursue, or even if you are looking for a career change where you can pivot into the sustainability field, I hope that you find this episode helpful today. More and more students are wanting to pursue careers in the sustainability field, but what I've found is that since it's such a new and emerging field, It can be really hard to know how to even start looking for a job in the sustainability field, or there might not be a ton of people who you can talk to who have gone through this process. And right now, especially, the job field is just a really hard thing to navigate with the pandemic. So I'm really hoping that this episode is helpful for you. We are going to be going through three different pathways that you can take after college graduation. First, we are talking to Ali Lopiccolo and Carolyn Birch, who are currently in sustainability-focused graduate programs. They are going to talk about how they decided to go to grad school, the types of programs that they are in, and what they think that they are gaining from going to a graduate school. Second, we are going to talk to Rima Garabadu, who is serving as an AmeriCorps VISTA for a nonprofit in Vermont that focuses on food insecurity. AmeriCorps is a really great program for people who want to maybe just take a year to explore something that they think they might be passionate about. Rima is going to tell us a little bit more about what being an AmeriCorps VISTA means, what the application process is like, and what she has learned from this new community that she has moved to. Finally, we are going to talk to Jocelyn Carver and Bailey Shea, who are working in the sustainability field. They both have very different jobs, but they both have so much great advice to offer on the interview process, the application process, and what it's like to actually work in the sustainability field. They all have so much great advice, and I just think that everyone can really take something away from the different journeys that each person has gone on and is currently going through. For me, I graduated from the University of Georgia in 2019, and I got my degree in environmental economics and management, as well as I graduated with a certificate in sustainability. I know that my college was mostly focused on agriculture coming from the College of Agricultural and Environmental Sciences. 
So a lot of the professors and the career counselors didn't really have too much knowledge on students who wanted to pursue a job in the sustainability field. So I've learned a lot along the way, and it would have been so helpful to have an episode like this. So I hope that if you are considering a career in sustainability, that you will continue to offer all of the findings that you come to through your job search to everyone around you because the field is just going to keep growing and growing and I'm really excited about all of the people who are going to be joining this field. I want to give one piece of advice before we jump into the rest of the episode, which is to try and not compare yourself to other people when you're going through the job search process. I know it's a lot easier said than done, but it can be really easy to compare your journey to what other people are experiencing around you. But there's always going to be the students who have a job lined up a year before graduation or the students who graduate and find a job within two months. For me, my job search process took seven months after I graduated, which is totally fine and I'm really thankful for that time that I had. But it can be really hard when you're going through that process to not look at all the people around you and wonder why you're not finding jobs. But as I speak to one of the people later in the episode, we talk about how all of the no's that you receive are just leading you to that yes in the end. So just keep focused on your goal of working in the sustainability field. Everyone's journeys are different, but everyone's journeys are important and we need everyone from all different aspects of sustainability to be working in this field. So I really hope that everyone can take something away from this episode and I'm really excited for you all to meet these incredible people who are all just making really positive and impactful contributions to the sustainability field. So we're going to kick it off with Ali Lo Piccolo at Arizona State University. Hi, Ali. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm excited to learn more about the graduate program that you're in and just all about your experience going through a sustainability-focused graduate program. So first, can you introduce yourself to all of the listeners? Hey, Jacob. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, my name's Allie, and I am currently a grad student at Arizona State University. Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about the program that you are in specifically at Arizona State University? Yes. So my degree is called a master's in sustainability solutions and ASU offers kind of a handful of different options, but based on what I was looking for and in a grad program and just in what I wanted my um, academic path to look like, I went with the sustainability solutions degree because it is more hands-on and Um, collaborative, uh, and it's more kind of project focused. Going back to the beginning, how did you decide to attend grad school after graduating rather than taking a gap year or going straight into a job? Yeah, so as I was finishing up undergrad, the idea of attending grad school was definitely on the table. Um, But I knew that if I was going to go back to school, I wanted to be confident that that was the right next step for me. So taking a little bit of time after graduating and working a bit and then uh, applying to a couple schools during that time and it just kind of ended up unfolding one step at a time and I eventually ended up at Arizona State. So it was 
a little bit of a gradual process in my personal experience. And Arizona State University has a big focus on sustainability. Is that right? Yes, they do. Okay, so that's like a really good school for people to look into if they are interested in sustainability. Yes, I would definitely recommend looking into ASU if you're looking for a sustainability degree. I think they have the longest standing sustainability program in the United States. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But I think if I'm remembering correctly, that's <laughs> what, um, that's what, yeah, what they're about. So far, how long have you been in this program for? So I just finished up my first semester, actually. So just started in um, August and the program's two years. So I'm a quarter of the way done, which is pretty crazy because it feels like it's moving very fast. But yeah, just first semester. Well, congratulations on finishing your first semester. Thank you. What have you found beneficial about attending this graduate program compared to if you maybe would have jumped into a job after graduation? Yeah, so for me, my undergrad degree was in business and I did enjoy that. Um, I learned a lot, but through that degree, I also realized that sustainability is where I want to invest my time and my energy. And so for me, I knew that if I was going to do that, I needed to spend a little bit more time growing in my sustainability related knowledge and networking with people in the field and exploring a bit more of what this topic actually holds. Yes, definitely. Sustainability is such a wide field that encompasses so many different aspects of every different major that you could possibly pursue in college. So I can definitely see why attending a graduate program would be really helpful to kind of help you focus in on sustainability and see which part of sustainability you want to pursue. Totally, yes. What kind of skills have you learned so far in your program that you think are going to be helpful once you do pursue a job? Yeah, that's a great question. Thus far, I think the thing that has benefited me the most is learning how to approach sustainability issues in a way that is solution-focused. For me, I always found it easy to be like, well, look at this problem and this problem and this problem, but I lacked the framework to actually move towards a solution. And like you're saying, as we know, sustainability is so broad and it encompasses all of these topics and issues, and it can be so overwhelming to just even tackle one tiny part of a much bigger problem. So I'm learning how to think through these challenges in a way that is more solution oriented. And we're given a framework to really guide our thoughts and ideas into something a bit more tangible. I know that when I was about to graduate, I was considering, do I go to grad school or do I get a job? What advice do you have for someone who's interested in pursuing grad school and even specifically pursuing a sustainability focused grad program? Yeah. Um, first, if you are interested in sustainability grad program, I would say, yay, we need you. Um, and then I would say, take your time in learning about the programs that are out there. Talk to people and figure out the type of degree that plays to your strengths. Um, it took me some time to land on the program that I'm in now because I knew I wanted a project-focused degree, like I was saying earlier. So rather than writing a thesis paper, my degree ends with a culminating experience. And that was an important in my final decision. So if you love research, great. Uh, but if you don't, also great. There's options for both. And lastly, if you're interested in sustainability but are unsure the direction you want to go with it, 
that's okay. Like be kind to yourself. Things will come into focus. I struggled with feeling like I needed to be super specific right off the bat and know exactly what I wanted to do within sustainability. But the more I learned, the more my perspectives shift. So it'll all shake out in the end. How has graduate school been different for you than undergraduate? Yeah, so that was uh, definitely a bit of an adjustment that I think I was not expecting so much because my undergrad being in business was much more um, multiple choice and straightforward and like this is the information that you need and that we have and that you need to know and then move on to the next unit where grad school and I think sustainability in particular due to the nature of what it is, is much more project focused and um, group work oriented and collaborative and you have more free reign in kind of what you are creating and the ideas that you have and can bring to the table. So it's definitely been a little bit of a shift in learning like, okay, like how do I transition from this one way of learning that I have had to go with for so long into this kind of new territory of a lot less um, boundaries and a lot more freedom and um, kind of just take it and run with it. So it's different, but it's exciting and cool. Well, as someone who is currently working in a sustainability job, I feel like the grad program and how you're describing it is going to really model what a career would look like for someone where you kind of go from having this structure and all of these boundaries, like you mentioned, an undergraduate to a job or grad school where it's not so structured and you don't really know what to expect. So I think that's a really good aspect of going to grad school is it's kind of this preparation in between undergrad and getting a job. Yes, yes, for sure, for sure. Well, before I let you go, I wanted to ask you, as we start a new year, what are you hopeful about for 2021? Man, a lot, honestly. I think 2021 is going to be a good year, but I think one of the things that I'm continuously hopeful for is just the reconnection between people and the earth and um, what that looks like and how we as people and as humans thrive by connecting with the planet and all that it has and all that it has to offer. And that excites me. And so I just hope that, you know, as we all collectively learn more about what it means to steward what we've been given, that um, it just continues along that path. And that through that, we are just able to thrive and live well. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom about grad school. And I'm just so excited to see where your grad program takes you and all the amazing change that you're going to bring to our world in the next few years. Thanks so much for having me, Jaco. It has been so fun talking to you and I miss seeing you in real life, but I'm excited for all that you have going on as well. (laughs) Thank you. Hi, Carolyn. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm really excited to have you on my podcast because we actually met through our mutual interest and passion for sustainability. So it's really cool that this is coming full circle and now you're on my podcast. So thank you again for being here. Can you go ahead and introduce yourself to all of the listeners? Yeah, I'm super excited to be on the podcast. I'm a big fan myself. Um, Hi, everyone. I'm Carolyn. Uh, And I'm going to be talking today about grad school. I'm here in Atlanta and I go to uh, Georgia Tech. So first, can you talk about what program you are attending at Georgia Tech right now? 
Yeah. So I'm in a program that has like a mouthful of a name. It's a master of sustainable energy and environmental management. Um, it's a Georgia Tech School of Public Policy, and it's a year long professional track master's program. So what made you decide to attend grad school after you graduated? You know, we have all these different options. We can get a job, get an internship, take a gap year, go to grad school. So how did you land on going to grad school? Yeah, so I always knew that I wanted to go to grad school. And I think the thing that made me pull the trigger and actually apply was that I knew that I liked the field. Um, I'm someone who changed my major like probably five times when I was an undergrad. And so once I knew that I loved sustainability, it was really easy for me to uh, know that I wanted to go further with my education. I will say that I worked for a year after I graduated. Um, I worked in a program called Climate Corps, which is like a year long fellowship program in the Bay Area. Um, but I applied like in the fall. So I was working and applying for grad school pretty much at the same time. I think you make a really great point, depending on where listeners are in their education right now, it's really important to remember that it's totally okay to change your major. I changed my major, I think, three times before I landed on my final major. And when you get to college, I don't think many people know at all what they want to do. So that's just a great plug that you can always change your major and there's no worries about that. <laughs> Yeah, I the final time I changed my major was in the middle of my junior year. So it was very late. There's always a chance when you, <laughs> when you feel like you know what you want to do. Yeah, definitely. There's always a chance. So what have you found beneficial about attending grad school compared to getting a job? I know you mentioned that you worked for a year while you were applying to grad school. So have you found any advantages of going to grad school rather than going straight into the workforce? Yeah, and so I'll kind of make the play for doing both. I definitely advocate for working a little bit before you go to grad school. Um, I think that my experience, I worked for a year, I worked for the University of California in their energy and sustainability office at their office of the president. Um, and so I really appreciated that experience because I got exposed to a lot of different dimensions of sustainability. Um, and that really helped me know, you know, what I wanted to study further, um, and kind of what skill sets I wanted to develop in grad school. So I think it's super important to do that. I think, I mean, you could be super sure about what you want to do. And if that's the case, you know, you might want to go straight to grad school. Um, but, you know, once I knew, once I knew I wanted to develop certain skills, um, I think grad school is a really great way to kind of dive into a topic further. Um, I also think that in a lot of different careers, it can be really beneficial to have a graduate degree, um, just to have that, like, I guess, credential that you are um, really committed to a certain field. You mentioned those skills that are required for having a job, and I think you'll have a unique perspective on this since you did work for a year and kind of found out what those skills are that you're going to need. So what kind of skills have you learned so far through your graduate program that you think will be helpful in applying to a job once you are finished with your grad program? Yeah, and that reminds me too, I should say that my program's only a year long, which is something I really like because I worked in sustainability. I have a background in sustainability. And as you mentioned, like I was kind of exposed to a lot of different things that made me realize, you know, kind of specifically what skills I wanted to touch on. I didn't feel like I needed to go for a full two year degree program. Um, so that being said, there's kind of like two sides. Um, one, of course, like you go to grad school and you take classes. 
And I really enjoyed the coursework in my program so far. Um, I've been able to take some classes at different departments within tech. So like, for example, in their industrial systems engineering department, I took a life cycle assessment class, which I think is a really cool high value skill set to have. I've seen it on a lot of different uh, like job descriptions. It's kind of a hot topic in our field. Um, and so it was really neat to learn that because you just kind of learn how to evaluate like a product or a process's environmental impact across its life cycle. Um, I've taken classes like cost benefit analysis and I've taken a lot of different policy classes too, um, which is cool just to learn kind of like the uh, policy framework and ways to evaluate effective policies. So there's that half. Um, the coursework has been cool. I've been able to kind of tailor my coursework to what skills I really wanted to get uh, when looking for my next position. And then the other half is like networking. Uh, and so I learned that the value of networking in my my past position, we got like basically shipped around to a lot of different uh, companies just to talk to different professionals in, in the field. And that's something I've kind of carried in grad school and continued to like develop relationships, especially because I'm in a whole new city. Um, and so like basically my like reaching out to people on LinkedIn, it's really helpful when you're a student. You feel like I'm a student and I am, you know, interested in your job. I just want to learn more and doing those kind of informational interviews. Um, I think is super, super valuable. And it's just been helpful to be connected with people through um, through tech and through their network. Yeah, from my time in the sustainability field and through my sustainability program in college, I have found that the sustainability field is super small. So that networking is so important because you'll really run across people often that you might not think you would have ever seen again just because the field is small but it is growing so it's kind of a good time to get involved and just really get to meet all these people who are working in the field yeah it was so funny because i worked with a woman when i was at um uc santa cruz like in my undergrad degree who later came and gave a presentation at georgia tech and it was just so funny to see her and like after all these years just be like hey like i go to grad school here now and it was just, I don't know, it is, like you said, it's, it's a really small world. So getting plugged into the community um, is really important, especially when you're job searching. So you just mentioned that you did your undergrad at UC Santa Cruz. For someone who's listening who is currently in undergrad, have you found that graduate school is really different than undergraduate or is it pretty similar? I think it's really different. Uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of both. So, you know, it's, I feel like graduate classes are much harder than undergrad, not in the sense that like the content is any harder, but the way that you're asked to interact with it is to a much greater depth than they ask from you in undergrad. Um, and that's not a bad thing. I think it's actually really cool. I feel like I'm um, able to work on these different kinds of projects that are just like super interesting and able to produce work that I'm really proud of, uh, that almost feels like work that I can actually talk about in an interview, whereas in undergrad, I never really felt like that. Um, it's also really cool because in grad school, you definitely develop much closer relationships with your professors. I know you went to UGA and I went to UC Santa Cruz, which are two like large public schools. So I'm sure we all have the experience of, like being in these massive classrooms and it's like mm -hmm. so hard to get access to your professors. But in grad school, they're very interested in you and interested in your academic development. And they, it's just cool to get to know them. Professors are interesting people. Like I, one of my professors has invited me to his house several times to like have a drink in his backyard. Um, so it's definitely, it's definitely a different experience. 
Wow, that's really awesome to just have that super personal connection with your professors. And I'm sure that will be extremely helpful when you're job searching to have those references who really got to know you firsthand. Yeah, it, it's exactly like that. And they'll even send me jobs sometimes and be like, you should check this out. Like, I know this person. Um, so it's, it's, it's just nice to know them that well. Yeah, definitely. Well, that sounds like a really great benefit that you're getting out of going to grad school. For someone who is listening and is potentially interested in attending a graduate program and specifically a sustainability-focused grad program, what advice would you give to them? So I kind of already touched on this. Um, I definitely think everyone should work before they go to grad school because you might it might help you narrow down your interests, um, even within like sustainability focused grad programs, there's a lot of different routes you can go down. Um, so I think it's just really helpful to kind of get data by working of like knowing what you like, what skills you want to develop. Um, and you might even find that you don't want to do like a sustainability focused program, but rather like, for example, you could do like a public policy degree that has an environmental emphasis. Uh, so that's one piece of advice is just go out and work. Um, the second one is if you find programs that you're interested in, I think that it's super helpful one. I'm a huge advocate for LinkedIn, <laughs> just like LinkedIn and stalking people, find people in yes. the program um, and people who are current students and reach out to them and ask them if you can just talk to them about their experience. I feel like that's the best way to really get a sense for what it's like to be in that program. Um, and they'll often be honest with you and tell you the good and the bad things about it. And so I wish I had done that more when I was searching, especially before applying. Because uh, I think I would have a, I would have had a better sense for, you know, the, the, the actual experience I'd be going through in gr grad school. Um, another one, and I kind of touched on this a little bit, is I think that it can be beneficial in the field of sustainability to have a skill set that isn't like necessarily super environmentally focused. So like, for example, you might find that if you come from an environmental background, you might want to go to grad school and get like a specific skill set in business, for example, and be able to apply that uh, in your sustainability career or like the opposite. Like if you come from an undergrad degree where you have a degree in business, it might be really beneficial for you to go and get a sustainability focused degree so you can make that pivot. I think it's just kind of important to be kind of mindful of like your background, your skill set, and how you want to position yourself going forward. Um, and then one just like random ad that I didn't think about this when I was going to grad school, but if you want to go establish yourself in a certain place, it can be super helpful to go to grad school in that location. Mm -hmm. I didn't know until I got to Georgia Tech that I loved Atlanta and I wanted to stay here but it's really obviously easy to stay here because I'm getting all these connections through going to an Atlanta-based school and even just a school that's based in the Southeast. That's so much great advice. And I really connected with what you were saying about having the kind of diverse background to help set you apart because I got my degree in environmental economics, which is a program that many colleges don't offer. And so I think that really helped me stand out and having sort of a different degree that a lot of people hadn't heard of and it's a good talking point and it also brings up the point that sustainability has the three pillars of the environment economics and the social sphere as well and a lot of times the main focus ends up being on the environment but we have to remember these other two parts of the sustainability field are just as important yeah and I guess that's like an add to is that 
you could come from a really diverse background and break into the sustainability field. It, there's just so many different kinds of jobs now that are touching on sustainability topics. Like for example, I know a girl who got her degree in actuarial science. And now there's like this idea of evaluating climate risk. Like there is just a breadth of, I think, opportunities. So there's a lot of different skills that can be valuable. You just got to know kind of where you want to fit yourself in the field. As we come to an end here, I wanted to ask you, as we start this new year, we've already had a crazy week of 2021 so far, <laughs> but there is still a lot to be hopeful about. So what are you hopeful for in 2021? I'll give you my uh, like sustainability practitioner one and then a more personal one. <laughs> so obviously it's super exciting that, uh, you know, there is uh Democrats have control of the Senate. So I'm really hopeful that um, we'll see some climate policies at the federal level in the new year. And that's super exciting to me, um, especially because I'm taking a climate policy class in the spring. So I'm like hoping we can uh, evaluate them as a class. And uh, I just think it'll be really cool. So there's that half. And then on a personal level, I'm super stoked because my boyfriend and I have been long distance for three years. And we're finally moving in together uh, this summer. So that's exciting. It's like a bright spot in a weird, what has been a weird year and a half. Oh, yay. Congratulations. That's so exciting. Yeah, I'm super stoked. So I'm really actually very hopeful about 2021. Oh, good. Well, I am very hopeful too about the new administration and all of the potential climate policy that is going to be put into place. So thank you, Carolyn, for being here today and for teaching us all about the ins and outs of grad school. And hopefully people who are interested in grad school can take away so much great advice that you gave today. Yeah, thanks so much for inviting me, Jacob. Hi, Rima. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I'm really excited to learn about your position today and all that you have been working on. So first, can you go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners? Hey, Jayco. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. My name is Rima, and um, I'm here today to talk about my position as an AmeriCorps VISTA. Well, I'm so excited that you're here today. So as you mentioned, you work with AmeriCorps. Can you tell us what is AmeriCorps? Yeah, so... <laughs> In working with AmeriCorps, I find that the simplest way to describe AmeriCorps is by equating it to a domestic version of Peace Corps. Mm. There are a lot of different branches of AmeriCorps, and I specifically serve as an AmeriCorps VISTA. And there are various fields that it can be applied in, but most of them work with nonprofits or public agencies in communities throughout America. Wow, that's really interesting. How did you decide to pursue a position as an AmeriCorps VISTA after graduation? So I originally worked another job before being an AmeriCorps VISTA, but because of COVID, I had to leave that job and had another opportunity to look into other interests that I had and in the time that I had in searching for jobs, I was thinking about the different types of interests in sustainability I'd like to learn more about. And AmeriCorps is a great way to explore some interests you might have. And 
it gives you a time frame to do it in a year and explore it. And if you want to pursue it further, you can. But if it's something that you don't want to continue, I liked that option of getting a chance in learning something but not being tied down to it. So I took the opportunity in searching for a new job by looking for things in food security. And I was excited to find a new position working with um, a nonprofit that is an education and advocacy group working in food security. Well, first, I just want to say, I think it's so amazing that you took what COVID gave you and ending your original job early and that you were able to still find a job that you were passionate about in the middle of a pandemic. So that's so amazing. But before we get into your position, I wanted to ask you, what was the application process like for applying to be an AmeriCorps VISTA? Yeah, um, I do want to say that I was lucky to be able to find a position I really cared about. And I understand that it takes a lot of time and energy to find something that both pays the bills, but also is something you're interested in. So I was really privileged in having an opportunity to do something I care about. But when I was looking for jobs, I um, came across the AmeriCorps job descriptions on LinkedIn actually, but discovered that the AmeriCorps portal um, that is on the AmeriCorps website has a search engine where you can plug in all your interests in various fields and then narrow down communities you'd like to serve in or specific agencies you'd like to work with. And through that, you can apply to 10 different positions with each application. So I just rolled with it and I applied to, I think, 15 different positions across America that sounded interesting to me and um, was lucky enough to get a response back from an organization that I get to work with now every day. You hit on it a little bit, but I would love to hear more about the specific position that you ended up landing. Yeah, so I serve at an organization called Hunger Free Vermont, which is a education and advocacy nonprofit in the state of Vermont, like the name entails. But <laughs> my role is the community engagement coordinator. So in this position, I work with 10 hunger councils across the state. And our hunger councils are made up of community members ranging from food service workers and librarians, food shelf people, anyone that is interested in joining or has um, an interest in food security to come together and discuss local solutions and barriers in food security in the community. Wow, that's such an amazing position. I've learned a lot and I definitely like being in a place like Vermont to do this kind of work where folks are so deeply invested in their community, but also it's such a small state that 
seeing change happen is a lot quicker and just really inspiring for someone starting out in this field. I think you pointed out something really important too that it reminded me of, which is I hear a lot of times that sustainability is so important in that a lot of times people are in their own silos and don't necessarily work together. So it sounds like with your position, you're really bringing together all of the people who are involved in this conversation around food security. Yeah, I really like that aspect of connecting with people in various realms of the community. So rather than just being an organization that works internally in coming up with solutions for communities that we don't have lived experiences in, we're talking to people directly and talking with people who also work in the communities directly to really just serve more as the backbone support rather than the um, problem solvers. And I think that it provides me at least with a lot of perspective and appreciation in um, the work that people do within their area. Yes, that's definitely so important. Like you mentioned, just working with the people who actually live in the community, because that's really the best way to make effective change, I believe. Definitely. So what would you tell someone who is interested in pursuing a position with AmeriCorps or specifically as an AmeriCorps VISTA? I think that it's a great way to try something you might marginally have interest in. Um, personally, I knew that I really enjoyed restoration as I did in my previous job. And I really liked talking about waste and I liked food security, but it felt like I didn't have enough hours in the day to do volunteer work or reading on every single thing I cared about. So this was a great opportunity for me to really sink my feet into something that I didn't study very extensively in school, but I knew I cared about it. So it's a great opportunity for someone to try something out and really take a chance of learning from other people that are already deeply invested in those realms or fields. Before I let you go, I wanted to ask you, do you have just any general advice for someone who just graduated and may be interested in pursuing a career or just a next step in the sustainability field? I think something that I really benefited from was trying to live in a new community and learn from a new community. So if that's something someone is interested in, it's a really great way to just broaden your perspective and get out of your bubble, especially after school. Um, and I really benefited from that. And also just to have some patience. I didn't get many acceptances and I got a lot of rejections in the beginning of my job search. But looking back, it's easier to say this in hindsight, but I am grateful for the no's I got because the first job I did get after college, I loved so much and I wouldn't have looked for it or have pushed myself to apply for it 
if I had gotten the first thing right out of school. So I would definitely say um, just to have some patience, but I understand that it's also really hard. I love that. Just to remember in the midst of the job search that all of the no's you get are just leading you to the yes in the end. And hopefully that will be the one that you were meant to land. So that's really great advice. And lastly, what are your hopes for 2021? I guess given the lesson of last year and not knowing what was coming, just to approach 2021 with an open mind and care for your community, that's the most I can do at this point. <laughs> I might not have come up with any resolutions, but I'm certain that I can at least do those two things. Well, Rima, thank you so much for being here today. I love this position and all that you're doing and how you have taken your passion for sustainability and are still able to serve the community at the same time. So for anyone who is interested in serving the community and really making a difference in the sustainability field, I think AmeriCorps sounds like a really great pathway. So thank you for telling us all about it today. Thanks so much for having me, Jacob. Jocelyn, thank you so much for joining me on Hopefully Sustainable. You currently have a job in the sustainability field, so I'm hoping that you can give some great advice and tell us a little bit about how you landed your job in the sustainability field. So first, can you introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Yeah, so I graduated from UGA in May 2019 with an environmental engineering degree. And I currently work at the Georgia Environmental Protection Division as an environmental engineer. And I currently work in the Hazardous Waste Management Program. So there I work in two universes, um, RICRA and CERCLA, if anyone knows those words. It's um, the Resource Recovery and Response Act and then the Comprehensive Environmental Response Compensation and Liability Act. And basically what I do in that position is I provide state oversight at federal Superfund sites to ensure that final remedies selected by the EPA are protective and cost effective for um, the people and we're cleaning up these really terribly contaminated sites. Wow, that's super interesting. So can you tell us what was your experience at the University of Georgia like in getting your engineering degree? Did you always know that you wanted to go into the environmental field and specifically this kind of new sustainability field? Ever since I was younger, it was always like an inherent part of me, like a calling to serve the environment. So I knew right away I wanted to do something to give back and protect the environment. So when I started college, I kind of knew that I wanted to be an environmental engineer and create solutions to problems that we currently face concerning the environment. So yeah, I kind of always knew. My experience at UGA was great. I love the engineering department there. I met a lot of passionate, inspiring young people. And this is how I met Jaco, um, interning at the University Office of Sustainability. And through there, you just make so many friends and hear so many amazing ideas. It's really inspiring to go on and take on the world after you graduate. So for anyone who has either landed a job or is currently in the job search process, Everyone knows that it can be very stressful, 
and that it's just hard in general to find a job. So what was your job search process like and how long did it take you before you landed your first job? Yeah, so I graduated in May and I started this job in July of 2019. So it was just a couple of months, but the whole applying to a job is a really exhausting process for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, what I did mostly, I reached out to a lot of my like professors. I reached out to my intern supervisors and kind of talked to them about positions that I was interested in, what my goals were um, for sustainability and what I wanted out of a job. And they kind of helped guide me in different directions, you know, looking at different um, companies, looking at these different sites. So a big part of it was um, networking. In addition to networking, do, did you use any specific tools or websites that you found helpful in your job search? I used LinkedIn a lot, and that was really great for connecting with other engineers that had graduated from UGA with an environmental engineering degree and kind of seeing what they were up to. But a lot of it was just kind of typing into Google, like sustainability jobs or environmental engineering jobs and kind of seeing what popped up. Yes, I can totally relate to that. I can't even, I don't even want to look back into my Google search history of how many times I searched sustainability jobs because it's just, there's no really best way to look for sustainability jobs. And I totally agree with what you said. Networking is so important. I feel like the sustainability community, and I'm sure with the engineering community, you find that it's really small once you start meeting all these people and you really never know who will connect you to another person who could help you. So that networking is so important. For someone out there who is also looking to go into the sustainability field, what advice do you have for them in their job search? I would say keep your mind open. You know, sometimes there are sustainability jobs that you might not think are inherently, you know, sustainable or at companies that you're like, oh, working at a, like Honda, that's not sustainable. But, you know, within these like large companies that you wouldn't seem like it's doing a lot for the environment, you know, they do have environmental departments and people trying to make sure that their company is, you know, adhering to the rules and regulations. So I think keeping your mind open and not you know, specifically like looking in for a, looking for a job that says sustainability in the title. Because mm. I think you'll surprise yourself with the, like what you can do in a position. Yes, definitely. So for anyone who is also interested in finding a job in the government sector, can you talk about some of the successes and challenges that you've faced? Yeah, Jago, that's a great question. I'd say, you know, working in the public sector, there, whether, whether it's like a local, federal, or like state position is really rewarding because at the end of the day, your like sole purpose is to protect the people of whatever, whoever you're representing. So for me, it's, you know, the people of Georgia and Georgia's environment. So that's a really good feeling to have that, you know, everything you're working towards is at the end of the day, you're just trying to protect the environment. Um, one of the biggest things that I love about my job is I also handle like complaints regarding hazardous waste. So if someone sees something kind of funky, I get called out to investigate that. And it's really great because, you know, without people calling in these tips, I mean, companies could get away with, 
you know, throwing their hazardous waste in a stream or burying it in the backyard. And I find it really rewarding when, you know, I go out and respond to a complaint and we do find that something's up. Yes, that is bad, but now that a regulatory agency is here, we can start getting it cleaned up and protect the environment. I will say one of the negatives is, you know, uh, government personnel aren't always viewed as the most uh, friendly people. So sometimes you have facilities or people just not wanting to cooperate because they see you being kind of a bully. But I feel like that's with any job. And I have to have a tough skin. And remember, at the end of the day, you work for the environment and you're trying to protect it. So their feelings don't really matter <laughs> as much. Yeah, the environment comes first. <laughs> All right. So before I let you go, do you have any last advice that you want to give someone who's out there looking for a job right now? Yeah. So I, when I, something that was really helpful for me when I was looking for a job was I created a spreadsheet of every job I applied to and attached the resume that I used because, you know, sometimes you'll have a different resume for a different job position and the cover letter and, you know, the means that I applied like LinkedIn or Indeed or something like that. And if I heard anything back, you know, how like an interview went, the date when I was supposed to hear back from them, just so you kind of keep up on, you know, what parts are moving where. Say you had an interview last week and you haven't heard back, you know, it kind of can give you a reminder. Let me just send a quick, friendly, like follow-up email asking, you know, how it is. Can I provide you any additional information? I'd love to, you know, talk more. I think, you know, organization and knowing who you've applied to is a really good strategy. Yes, that is such great advice because it when you're applying to so many different jobs, it can be hard to keep them all straight and remember who you've talked to and those follow-up emails, never be afraid to follow up with people, obviously respectfully, but that follow-up email is so important because people really do get busy. So a friendly reminder, could be the next step that it takes for you to get that job interview. So that's great advice. Well, as we move into 2021, I always ask my guests what they're hopeful about, but I wanted to switch the question around a little bit and ask you what you're hopeful about for this new year. So I'm really hopeful for this new year as we're getting a new administration that cares for the environment and environmental issues. So I'm really hoping more funding gets allocated to these agencies so they can do more and protect the environment. Well, Jocelyn, thank you so much for taking the time to share your wisdom that you learned from your job search. And I think the government needs a lot more Jocelyn's. So I'm hopeful that this future administration will have a lot more passionate people like you. So thank you for taking the time to be on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me, Jacob. It was an honor to be up with so many inspiring other guests on your podcast. I really appreciate it. Hi, Bailey. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really looking forward to hearing all about your job. So let's kick it off. Can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do? Awesome. Hi, Jaco. Um, thank you so much for having me. So my name is Bailey Shea. Um, I haven't introduced myself in a long time because I haven't met anyone new because of the pandemic. So this is going to be hard, <laughs> but um, I'm 26. I live in Atlanta. I went to UGA um, with, I got a bachelor's of economics degree and um, 
a sustainability certificate. And now I work at an organization based in Atlanta called South Face Institute. Uh, we're a nonprofit that's been around for 40 plus years. I'm on the policy team and we help advance clean energy and sustainable building. Yes. Well, I'm really excited to learn all about it. And we actually met through the sustainability certificate program and we got to intern together. So I'm really glad that we had those opportunities to meet each other. And now we're both working in the sustainability field, which is really cool. So you hit on it a little bit, but can you just tell us a little bit more about what you do and what your specific role at South Face encompasses? Sure. So I've been at South Face for three years now. Um, it was three years on January 3rd. Um, and uh, my role is currently, my title is program coordinator um, in the policy team. Uh, sometimes people say the policy and sustainability services team at South Face. Um, so like I said, South Face is a nonprofit that's been around for 40 plus years. In Atlanta, we promote clean energy and sustainable building uh, in homes, workplaces, and communities through education, education, research, uh, technical service, and advocacy. And I'm the advocacy branch of that. We mostly focus on the Southeast. Um, but we're, some of our programs run nationally. Our policy is mostly focused, our policy work is mostly focused in the Southeast. So as my, like I said, my title is program coordinator. Um, that really means nothing. Um, it means that I support a lot of different projects. Um, so one of the biggest things that I do is right now, one of the biggest projects that I'm working on is um, the Athens clean energy planning process. Uh, so Athens has a 100% clean energy goal, and we are advising them on policy and helping them do stakeholder and community engagement to get that plan written. We're also doing that for a number of other cities. Tallahassee is one, but I'm not as involved in that project. Uh, so really helping municipalities, local governments in the Southeast move towards clean energy uh, and build out their uh, building policy if they want to advance uh, green building codes. Uh, and then the last thing that I'll mention that I do, even though there's like a bajillion more other things, is what I call the policy watch, which is basically, it's really simple. Once a week, I'm responsible for the organization for checking the city of Atlanta um, city council um, agenda. Uh, sometimes we pull in other cities depending on where we're working. Uh, and the right now it's just the Georgia state legislature. Um, I check uh, committee calendars and bills that we might be interested in advocating for or against. And basically I track policy movements for the organization, whether or not we're active in them. Um, it's just anything that relates to our mission and vision that's happening in the key cities and states where we work. I track that in a database and I send it out to the staff once a week. Going back to college and when you were about to graduate and before you found this amazing job with South Face, can you talk about the job search process that you went through, specifically what tools you used to find your job and how long it took you to find the job that you ended up landing? Uh, sure, yeah. So I was in Terry College of Business at UGA. So I was in the business school technically, even though my focus was on economics and economic policy. Um, but I was surrounded by business school people and all of them pretty much, you know, they do an internship their sophomore or their junior year. And then they have 
a job in the bag with some, you know, corporate, some consultant by the end of their fall semester if they're graduating in the spring. And that was really hard to watch. Mm-hmm. I graduated in a fall semester. So I took an, an extra semester um, because I had the hope hours and wanted to stay in school and as long as I could, just because when you get the opportunity for free school. So yeah, so it was really hard to see. Um, but I am really grateful and lucky and feel weird almost saying, because I didn't think it would happen, that I did have a job right out of school pretty much. Um, I was searching for jobs, I think. So I graduated in December. I started my real heavy search for jobs, I think late September and October. Um, And I think in terms of tools, really Google was like, I was just, I just remember, I just remember feeling like kind of embarrassed because I was Googling like crazy stuff, just like, not crazy stuff, but just like broad stuff, like sustainability Atlanta job, like truly like that broad. Um, Because I like, I was like, I'll know it when I see it. Um, And so I, I wish that I had better advice in terms of like finding a specific thing. I do it, like I wasn't seeking South Face. I had actually heard of South Face uh, through a conference that um, it's called the Next Gen Conference. It's held in Atlanta every year by the oh I forget who it is by a branch of the Nature Conservancy. I believe I might have that wrong. Um, that's specifically for you know young leaders that are looking for jobs and sustainability. So I'd actually heard of South Face, but they're um, I mean, no, no offense to them. It was three years ago. So I feel like I can like say this, but the messaging wasn't that great. And like, you know, when you hear about a company and you're like, I still don't know what they do. That was like what I thought about South Face. And um, I mean, we do do a lot of broad stuff. So it is hard to understand what we do. But um, I had a friend that was like, we have to work at South Face. And I was just like, I don't know, dude, like that. I don't, it seems like some random company. I don't know. But they had a position open and I applied for it um, in early October. Basically, I mean, there was that and a bunch of other jobs. Um, this was also right after, I guess it was it was 2017, um, but there was like a moratorium in place. Well, I forget what it was called, but it was, there was basically a moratorium in place for uh, state agencies hiring. So um, it was a Trump thing. So um, I was like emailing the EPA because I kind of wanted, I knew I wanted to, I was passionate about policy. And so I was looking at government agencies and government kind of work. Um, And I was like emailing the EPA, like, is your hiring? That's what it was, hiring freeze. There was like a federal hiring freeze. And I was just like, is your hiring freeze up? (laughs) Which just like felt kind of ridiculous. Uh, Anyways, I applied to a ton of jobs and South Face was not one that I knew the most about by any means. Uh, but I will say that I asked a ton of questions in my interview and the biggest like lesson that I learned is I just remember following up so much via email. Like just, I was such a pain to them. Like, I think I probably emailed like six times since the time that I applied and they had posted that the job was, that the application was due 
I forget when, and that they were looking to hire at the beginning of October. And I was like, well, I'm not graduating until December. This is not going to work. I just like kept emailing though. And just like being like, have you filled this position? Cause I am still interested. Thanks so much. Please follow up when you have a chance. And so that was like my main strategy. Um, but I also feel like to some extent, and I don't know how other people feel about this, but I feel like from what I've heard from some friends, it's just kind of like, kind of random, not random, but you have to, you know, not have a hiring freeze going on. You have to like, <laughs> not, you have to just like happen to find the job application at the right time. You're probably qualified. Like that's not the deal breaker for most stuff. It's just like, who else happens to be applying? Did you follow up at the right time? Like, did you email that the HR person at the right time so that it didn't get buried in their inbox? Don't do Friday afternoons. Don't do Monday mornings. Well, you hit on Googling and using that as a tool to find jobs, which is honestly what I did and what I've heard from a lot of other people who have landed sustainability jobs. And you talked a lot about following up and having that persistence and really just making sure that people know that you are interested and serious about these jobs. So do you have any other just general advice that you would give to someone in their job search? Sure. Um, I think one thing that benefited me was, or two things. One is what, what can this job do for you? Like, what do you want out of this job? Um, I've heard a lot of stories of people that took one of the first or second jobs that, not that necessarily anyone has the privilege of having jobs like knocking down their door, but still, um, you know, once you finally find that job that's offering you, um, that's offering, taking this job and just not, taking the job that and not, you know, not aligning necessarily with your interests. And part of that you can grow through, but part of it you can't. And so asking questions in the job search process, like through the interview process is really, really, really important. Um, even if like you don't know those questions exactly, um, asking some questions is better than none. And then the other thing is to, and this is a similar like line of thinking is to think about the job in terms of how can you help them? Uh, one line that I really liked putting in cover letters, God, screw cover letters. Um, <laughs> cover letters are the freaking worst. Um, but yeah, one line that I put in cover letters a lot was like, I believe I can be an asset to your organization. Then, and I put that in there, but not really thinking about what it meant, but really think about how you can help them. So like, I certainly didn't know crap about, uh, you know, like sustainable building and, you know, high, what high performance building actually means or honestly what even clean energy meant uh, for a local government. But I was passionate about those things. I'm organized as hell. I, uh, you know, I ask the right questions. I'm inquisitive. I'm basically, I don't know, everybody says they're a hard worker, but I, I'm a I was right, however I phrased it, much better in my cover letter than I am doing now. <laughs> I was right for that position, not necessarily in my expertise, but in the fact that I was like willing to help them uh, get through the challenges that they were working on 
at the time. They had two very, very smart expert people in the policy team at the time. They just needed another person to like help them push through, get stuff done, get stuff organized, get stuff written up. And what I would say is that most undergrads, if we're speaking to undergrads here, um, you know, you're not, no offense, but you're not an expert in anything. Like the way that people that have been in the workforce are, you are a very valuable person and worker and like, you're going to be a great asset but that doesn't necessarily, like, you might not have the expertise, but you are still going to be helpful. So think about how you can help them. And then think about, is this, is this maybe not, you know, the perfect job for me, but is the feel right? I think that's really, really great advice. And I just love everything you said. And I think it's really important, like you mentioned, that a lot of times I feel like we're trying to prove our worth in these job interviews and it's really important to remember that you're kind of also interviewing them when you're going through an interview and that you are also wanting to bring something to the company, but what can they also do to help you in, in your career pathway? Because you might not be at that job forever. So you want to be growing and learning and preparing yourself for the next job and for the rest of your career. So I think that's really, really important to keep in mind. For the last question, you have given everyone so much great advice and you are really making changes in Atlanta through your policy work. And I'm personally very hopeful about this next administration because I think we're going to be able to push through a lot of really great policies. But I wanna ask you what you are hopeful about for 2021. John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock were elected as our two senators representing Georgia, which is really incredible but it's also not surprising to me i've been working you know just like volunteering here and there for my friends that work in politics on democratic um campaigns uh for you know since 2015 stacy abrams um you know her first uh foray into the like the primaries for the governor uh, gubernatorial race um so that's all to say that I'm not, I'm not surprised that Georgia's turning blue because I believe in the South. I believe that the South has so much power that just hasn't been realized, not for lack of trying or lack of resilience of its people, but for uh, because of the oppression um, that's finally being lifted. And that that is makes makes me really hopeful. Again, not surprised but I'm really hopeful that this will continue because there's so much recognition um, by national players and by people like myself and frankly, white people in the South um, that we can support communities of color um, in the progressive um, change that they've been looking for. Yes, it's a very exciting time to be in the South as we're a part of this blue wave and the quote unquote new South that I've been hearing. So thank you for the very important work that you're doing. And hopefully when people hear about the policy changes that you have been working on and that this is a potential career pathway that they themselves can pursue in the sustainability field, I think you'll inspire a lot of people in realizing that this is a, an important part of the field that we need more people in. So thank you for sharing all about what you do today and your great advice with everybody. Thanks for listening to today's episode. 
If you want to learn more about today's guest or just say hello, check out the show notes and find us on Instagram at hopefully sustainable pod. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. As you finish this episode, remember that we are all on a personal journey to make the world a better place, but it's all about progress, not perfection. Until next time, stay hopeful and stay sustainable.